Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Let's Talk Money and More. In today's episode, I want to talk through what is mindset. Moreover, what is money mindset and the impact this can have on us as business owners. I want to start with a quote by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I think that really says it all. Having a successful business is 80% mindset, believing you can, and 20% strategy. Our mindset is quite simply the conversation we have with ourselves about our attitudes and beliefs. The official definition of mindset is the established set of attitudes held by someone. Some examples of mindset include a growth mindset, a fixed mindset, a fear mindset, a traditional mindset, and of course, money mindset. Your money mindset is a collection of beliefs about money, your perception about money, and here is the key part. It is intrinsically linked to your sense of self-value and self-worth. This is why as entrepreneurs, as successful business owners, it is vital to have the right mindset, and in particular, the right money mindset. Where mindset leads, business will follow. You've probably heard examples of a money mindset, abundance, scarcity. But in the book, The Four Money Mindsets, which is a great book, by the way, by Karen Sutton-Johal, she breaks money mindset further down into in debt, break even, comfortable, rich. So our money mindset is the inner conversation we have with ourselves about money, our feelings about money and how those thoughts about money makes us feel about ourselves. It is our feelings about and relationship with money and it is directly linked to our self-value and our self-worth. As many of you will know, our money mindset largely develops from our childhood as a result of our parents' relationship with money and how our parents spoke about money and people with or without money when we were children. You may have heard of the phrase, give me the boy till seven and I will show you the man. In other words, the formation of our beliefs and attitudes are well formed by the time we are seven. There is also significant evidence that suggests our money archetypes are forming at the same time. Our relationship with money is governed by which three of the eight money archetypes are in charge of our relationship with money. 
And depending on which archetype and how they sit with each other, this will gauge our challenges with money. Let me give you two examples of money archetypes. And I'm going to give you two extreme examples just so you can understand how those challenges can actually occur. So say you have a celebrity archetype amongst your three. A celebrity archetype is somebody who is very charismatic. People are drawn to them, but they want to be seen for being really successful. They want all the accoutrements of that success. That might be a flash watch. It may be a top of the range car, always having the latest iPhone, always ensuring they're beautifully dressed, beautifully presented. To the outside world, they look like they are really, really successful. But unfortunately, that outward appearance doesn't match what is going on for them financially. Their business is not delivering the return that their lifestyle would exude. This is because their lifestyle, that image they are purveying, that is being paid for by credit, by debt, and not through any real results that are coming for them through their business. Now, they may also have an accumulator archetype. An accumulator, as the name suggests, is somebody who loves to save money, loves to save money to the extent they're really uncomfortable in spending money. For them, money is there to be saved for a rainy day. But there can never be a rainy enough day to make an accumulator feel comfortable with spending that money. So you can imagine somebody who has a celebrity archetype and an accumulator archetype. And believe you me, I have clients who have these exact archetypes going on. You can imagine the push me, pull me, the challenges that they have in their lives around money. They want to be seen to be successful. They want to have the accoutrements of success. But a large part of them wants to save money, doesn't want to utilise debt, doesn't want to utilise credit cards. So when you understand the relationship that you have with money based on understanding your archetypes, you can start to make sense of what is going on for you with regards to your challenges around relationships. I'll go into money archetypes in a lot more detail in later episodes. I just wanted to give you a little insight now. So back to money mindset. How does a negative money mindset show up in your business? And there are so many ways and not all of them directly financial. But however, each will create a hit on your bottom line or your ability to increase the money you are making in your business. These include over delivering and undercharging, not creating clear boundaries, shying away from conversations about money, keeping your prices the same for a long time, trading your time for money discounting unnecessarily. There'll be an episode on mates rates at some point in the future. I hate mates rates. Not tracking your money daily. Feeling negative thoughts or self-talk is holding you back. Not being visible enough in your business. Are you providing the opportunity for would-be clients to know, like and trust you? Are you marketing yourself enough? Are you being loud and proud about what you do, who you do it for, and the results you bring. 
and not niching down enough. And this is why it is so important to have the right money mindset, apart from the obvious, of course. And when you have a strong money mindset, the benefits are massive. And these include believing you have no reason to compare yourself to others, believing you are capable of setting and achieving bold financial goals, deciding how and when to spend your money without guilt or compulsion, being generous with your money and using it to help others, knowing your money story is yours alone and not the ones given to you by your parents, believing that you are fully in charge of your own future. You can set big, hairy, scary goals and know how to achieve them. You never shy away from a conversation about money. You always know what your financial situation is. And I always advise my clients to track their finances daily, including their bank account. And when you have the right money mindset, you feel empowered by money and not a slave to it. So what are some ways to reset your relationship with money? With my clients, I take them through my adios to money blocks method. A is for awareness. Start by understanding your relationship with money. A way to do this, start by filling in the blank. When I think about money, I feel blank. Fill in that blank. When I think about money, I feel blank. When you fill in that blank, what comes up for you? What are you feeling? Is there a picture you form in your head when you think about money? Is it a negative or a nice image? These are all clues and the first steps to challenging your limiting beliefs, which are, let's face it, excuses to hold you where you are right now. So the D in adios. This is the desire to improve your relationship with money and the internal conversations that are throwing you off course. Next is I, information. Start to be aware of the negative messages you are providing for yourself. Acknowledge them, but affirm them positively. And then remove apostrophe T from your vocabulary intentionally. No can't, shan't or won't anymore. Next comes O for observation. Setting yourself goals that reflect you moving away from your current relationship with money towards your new one and observing the result. But ensure these goals are big enough to be worthy of you and your new mindset. Set a financial goal, then double it, treble it, 10x it, whatever feels right for you. But remember, if you don't have a goal that scares you, it probably isn't big enough. It's what comes up for you when setting that big, hairy, scary goal. This is the awareness you are looking for to move past the limits you are currently placing on yourself. Then comes the S in adios for systematic. Mindset is not something that is one and done. It is a continual process. You need to repeat, repeat and repeat again. 
as there will always be something that pops up out of nowhere. New marketing requirements, new opportunities, anything that is outside your norm. And I'd like to finish today's episode by sharing some techniques to practice. What we think we become. So we need to change our thoughts. We need to be aware of the messages we are providing to ourselves. And by really listening to what we are saying to ourselves and removing the apostrophe T, the shan't, can't or won't is the first step in doing that. The next thing to do is to take three to five limiting beliefs that you have around money and then three to five more. I always suggest those additional ones because you will then dig deep and really get to the source of where your limiting beliefs lie. Then take those limiting beliefs and write them in the positive and make these your daily affirmations. Write them down and put them on post-it notes in several places around the house. That might be on your computer screen. It might be on the back of the toilet door. It might be on your fridge. It could also be as a screen screensaver on your phone. But put it in places where you're going to regularly see them and regularly repeat them, ideally out loud to yourself several times a day. The next thing I suggest to do is to write a letter to your future self. Write a letter to your future self and celebrate it, including in that letter things that you will be doing and have achieved in that time frame that you are writing that letter. So, for example, I write myself a letter on the 1st of January every year congratulating myself and what I'm going to achieve over the next 12 months as though I have achieved it. I'm going to be talking about the goals I'm setting myself for the year, the experiences that I'm going to be having, the accolades I'm going to be achieving, and really celebrating and writing to myself as though those have been achieved. I then email that letter to myself. And if you go to a website, futureme.org, you can set the time frame for when you receive that letter. And it can be in a matter of days, weeks, months or years. But I always get mine to arrive and send it on the 1st of January every year. And it acts as an accountability tool because you know what is in that letter and you know when it's coming. And there would be nothing worse than thinking that that email is going to arrive and you will have not ticked off a lot of things that are in that letter. So it's a brilliant way to keep yourself accountable. The next thing I suggest is to write a list of financial goals you want to achieve in the next 12, 36 and 60 months and a plan on how you're going to achieve them and what achieving them will mean to you. Creating that connection emotionally between your goals and your feelings really does allow you to anchor those goals to that feeling and to understand why you are doing what you are doing. And then should the going get tough in terms of achieving that goal, the fact that the emotion will be connected to it will give you that motivation to push through and to carry on delivering on that action plan. Visualisation is a hugely important part 
of what I recommend as well. Placing yourself right in the centre of what you want to achieve as though you had achieved it. So creating a visualisation in your mind. One I very frequently use is walking into a room. There's a big set of double doors. The double doors are opened. You're at the top of the stairs. You look down. There's lots of people happily chatting. You start walking down those stairs and you start to realise that you know the people in the room. And as you walk down, they turn, they start to see you. They start to applaud you. You start to realise you know every single person in that room. And as you make your way down the stairs and start greeting those people one by one, they come up to you, they hug you, they shake your hand, they thank you for everything that you have done for them. They tell you about the results that they have achieved because they have worked with you. And you go through the room getting that same response, that same warm welcome and applause for every single person in that room because they are there to celebrate you and everything that you have achieved and everything that you have achieved for them. Visualisation is hugely, hugely powerful and placing yourself right in the centre of that visualisation and right in the centre of what you want to achieve as though you have achieved it. And to do that just as you're going off to sleep each night is a hugely powerful way to connect with where you are now and where you are moving yourself to. The next thing I would suggest is from now on, all activity should be done with the end in mind, as though you have achieved the success that you are looking for. Give your subconscious the evidence it craves. In giving your subconscious the evidence it craves, then it will support you. And for me, when I give my subconscious something to work on, something to support me with, an idea I have come up with that I need to put more on the more meat on the bones of, then my subconscious helps me in what I call my shower moments. How many of you have had those same moments in your shower where the inspiration hits? That's because you've given your subconscious permission to help you find a solution. Something else I would like to suggest is set a timer for eight minutes and write down a list of all your qualifications, all the awards you have won, what you're good at, testimonials you've received, experience you have had, articles you may have written, social proof you may have obtained. We start to become blind to our achievements. We start to forget everything that we have that has brought us to where we are today. It's a little bit like living somewhere with a beautiful view. After time, you don't quite see that same view in the same way. It's only when, only when somebody else looks at that view and says, wow, you live in an amazing place. Look at that view that suddenly you remember, oh, yes, it is a beautiful view. I've been taking it for granted. And we do exactly the same with our with ourself when it comes to valuing exactly what brought us to where we are today. So set that timer for eight minutes and do that exercise. I think you'll find it fascinating. 
And finally, I want you to celebrate how far you've come. We all have a tendency to forget and take for granted success we've experienced so far. So remind yourself and keep reminding yourself. So I would like to end today's episode right back where I started. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Which are you going to choose? Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.